0: This show is sponsored by Women's International Pharmacy who specialises in personally prepared bioidentical hormone therapies. Their pharmacists share with you over 350 years of accumulated experiences. They serve practitioners and patients across all 50 states and have done so successfully for over 30 years. Call 800 279 5708 or email info at com with hormone balance and low-dose naltrexone questions. Today I'm joined by Carol Peterson, who's a pharmacist from the Women's International Pharmacy, in Wisconsin and in Arizona. Thank you for joining us today, Carol.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Linda.
0: Well, this is really exciting. And for those people who maybe have heard of your name in our newsletter, having reviewed the LDN um, book that we um, kindly used, could you tell us your connection to LDN? When did you first get involved with it?
1: Actually, this goes back to about 2005 and it happened that we had one of our pharmacists had a son who developed autism and after he left us because of his interest in autism he came back and he got us to do low-dose naltrexone in a liquid for a physician in his practice and he wanted to try it on autistic children. Mm -hmm. So we did this for over the course of two years. I I double checked on this. I tried to get some feedback from the physician. I wasn't able to, but my impression from the time was there were some successes and there were some failures. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty early on in in the use of low-dose naltrexone. And then since we had the naltrexone and people were starting to inquire about using it, so we just kept on compounding it. So that's been the genesis of our interest in low-dose naltrexone way back about 2005.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, before we go into the experience that you've had or patients have had with LDN, what forms do you compound LDN in? Okay, so we put
1: it in a capsule, and the usual carrier we use in our encapsulations, and keep in mind that we majorly use bioidentical hormones, we put those all in oil, olive oil, in the capsule, so all our equipment is geared to do that kind of encapsulation. So we just thought, why not use it for LDN2, and it seems to be working out just fine. We also can do um, it in a cream. We can put it in derma base. We've done some of that. And we um, also will put it in oil drops. Another thing we've used with bioidentical hormones. So you can have it in an edible oil, olive oil, or it could be another choice, or you could have multiple oils and change around if you like. And when you have that drop formulation that could be used sublingually, or you could use the drops on the skin and rub it in.
0: Oh, that's, uh, that's a new one on me. So, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, people are always talking about different fillers and how lactose and this kind of thing. But having olive oil, I mean, are there any effects at all with olive oil? that somebody could say oh but olive oil does xyz
1: we tried uh, to uh, keep our oil encapsulations to the least innocuous oil that we can and we have um, researched this early on for the hormones and we settled on olive oil and in our early days we did use safflower oil but safflower was more prone to oxidation than olive oil is. So we are concerned about stability and we switched. We also can do something like compounding. It's just amazing. You can be so specific. So if there was a particular thing you wanted it to be encapsulated in, let's say that you wanted a extra virgin olive oil that you source privately that you use all the time if you provide that oil to us we could use it
0: oh wow and of course people use olive oil for for cooking i think that's the the preferred method um, right. along with coconut oil but the ldn it's rapid release in the olive oil is it
1: in, in the oil yeah there's nothing that will hold back the the release to sustain it. The dosage forms that are used to make a sustained release, and they have done this with hormones too, which which actually the data that we collected actually inhibits some of the absorption. They put uh, mixtures of methyl cellulose to hold back the absorption. So um, we, we one time had such a dosage form with progesterone in methyl cellulose versus our progesterone and oil. And what we found from the testing we did was they both sort of dropped off at about six hours. We're down to pretty much its it's, it's lower limit, but the absorption, the amount that was absorbed with the in oil is twice as big as the sustained release kind of product. So we're not a fan of using sustained release kind of technology.
0: Well, that's really interesting. I was talking to a pharmacist in Australia and they use emu oil for their mm-hmm. transdermal um, cream. So that was. Chicken thatch.
1: <laughs> Actually, Jackie McCandless in the US uh, pioneered that. I don't know if you um, remember that. I Jackie, can't McCandless. Remember that. Hmm. Jackie McCandless. Jackie McCandless. Was a physician in California, and she uh, was into anti aging medicine and did this till she retired. And then her uh, granddaughter, Chelsea, was born and was autistic, so she went right back to work and uh, she wrote an amazing book like feeding the starving child's brain and she taught workshops and eventually she got around to using ldn and emu oil to avoid some of the unpleasant taste of ldn
0: so i know good yes and uh her book I think it was called Starving Brains, wasn't it, or something? So it's uh, it's still out there and in print if anybody wants to look. That uh-huh. up. That's Dr. Jacqueline McCandless, and unfortunately, um, about three years ago, I think she died. So uh-huh. right, that that was a a loss to the LDN community.
1: No kidding, our loss to the autism community too because she, she put every bit of passion she could muster mm-hmm. to her granddaughter and, and all the other children that came to her
0: Exactly So the patients that you have, um, you have two offices you said and of course you ship um, LDN throughout the whole of the US I believe
1: Yes, we're licensed in every single state. Uh, that's quite an accomplishment for a compounding pharmacy in the U.S. And we've been um, working on that project for decades. So it's it's lovely to have it. So it allows us to serve those areas that don't have easy access to um, compounded medications.
0: Mm-hmm. So if there is somebody out there who would like to try the um, extra virgin olive oil or the olive oil as um, a carrier. And for people that are wondering what a carrier is, it's like the filler that goes Uh with the um, LDM. So if somebody has got a prescription from a doctor and they want you to fill it, do they have to mail it to you? Do they fax it to you? How does it work or email? It
1: can be mailed, emailed, faxed. The practitioner can call us,
0: can electronically prescribe, can fax, uh,
1: any number of those.
0: Okay. Okay. And is it just within the U.S. that you ship to?
1: Yes, unfortunately. So right now the FDA has uh, really put a kibosh on things like office supply and has limited us to not distribute outside of the U.S. There was a time when uh, Women's International was truly international, but uh, the current political climate doesn't allow it. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. And how long does it normally take? say you're shipping it from Arizona to Florida, how long would it take? Uh,
1: we, we, use, we generally use priority mail and it's uh, one to three days and our average is, is two days. And this is something we do with some frequency so there's not much time within the pharmacy to, to need it to get it out
0: out to somebody. Well, I should think being olive oil, there would be no need to refrigerate the... um, No, no. No. Okay, that's fine. Well, that's really interesting. So what has the feedback been from the patients that are using LDN?
1: Well, this is really difficult. Um, I've checked with our staff and... uh, they're not getting or they're not asking <laughs> what's, what, what is it. A few things have filtered to me, like one of our uh, employees' uh, family members became pain-free after using LDN. So I took another tactic. I, I checked our files and I went to the physicians who were prescribing and asked how... Uh, how the responses they were getting uh, stacked up, and and I did talk to one physician, and he was adamant. It does it didn't work? Adamant. Really? So I was a little. Con- I, I was really confused mm. because then I was at another conference. I happened to be talking to a naturopath who used a lot in this practice, and uh, I said, "So what percentage of your patients get good results?" And He said, Well, they all do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there I am stuck between these two extremes. So I've talked to some physicians. Um, uh, One, you know, uh, Dana Keaton, because I ran into her at your last conference. She is specifically using this a lot in Parkinson's patients. She's attracting. That kind of patient, and she feels it's a, is a tremendous add on to what she's doing. A physician who uh, I also saw at your meeting who's been um, a very good prescriber with us for, for hormones and is in our area. I reached out to her and she said she's been using it with fibromyalgia. I talked to a physician in the New York area, I was just at the Integrated Health Symposium. And spoke to her at some length. She was really happy to be asked about what she saw, and she has she has one of Dr. Bahari's original patients wow. for MS, mm-hmm. and she's continued this patient for the last 25 years. She said, with no progression of the MS. So um, there's that patient. She also told me of a patient she has in Europe, someplace, uh, for about 15 years. This patient has uh, not had any progression of a laryngeal cancer. So um, she was saying, like fibromyalgia, hit and miss. Uh, sometimes it seems to work just fine. Sometimes not. So this is the kind of feedback. I'm, I'm getting um, kind of all across the board as, as the applications seem to be. Then, uh, as I was writing the reviews, that uh, you, you published one already, and I think you're going to publish another one that we've published uh, from our website. Uh, I did a whole book review, and then I did a review on the chapter of MS, lupus, and low-dose naltrexone. So in preparing myself to learn more, more and more about low-dose naltrexone, I've signed up to Yahoo groups, your, uh, your Facebook. I think there's other Facebooks. I'm getting alerts all the time. So patients are reporting more so on there than I think the doctors even hear mm-hmm. and, and that we even hear. And it's really, really interesting. Uh, They're reporting uh, some sleep problems. Uh, And then Dr. Keaton uh, brought that up. She said she has that in her practice. And she encourages people to keep up with it. And she feels like in one to two weeks, that sort of disappears. Other people change the time that they're taking their low-dose naltrexone. Uh, some people report some uh, dizziness, and then all kinds of things. People are inclined to wonder if this and that little thing is
0: involved.
1: <laughs> and that's really hard to sort out. My whole career as a pharmacist, I, I know this happens. Can this little uh, thing that just seemed to have cropped up, is this related or is it not related? Well, maybe. It may not. It's hard to tell. There's human body is so complicated and what we're exposed to is so complicated it's hard to sort all those things out and then low-dose naltrexone does something so basic that every body system is involved so how how do you sort it out so it got to be and some of these I had to laugh on one of these sites somebody finally said Everybody here is whining. Are there successes out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and then, of course, the successes chimed in, and it's really, really impressive um, that they're getting such good results, and, and they report that if they forget it or they drop it for a few days, they, they can tell a difference. It's, it's quite amazing, so it's... It's sort of an amazing adventure and I, I think on top of all that is that it's forcing the medical community to learn something about endorphins and encephalins and the immune system that they never learned before where we're into new territory as far as what the body is doing and I think that's enormously exciting
0: mm-hmm. oh definitely wow As LDN grows, there are going to be more and more doctors out there that are prescribing LDN and seeing the benefits. But it's pharmacists talking to doctors that makes a a big impact. And then, of course, patients who have learnt about LDN that will then go to their doctor with some information, asking them if they'll prescribe it and be surprised how many will prescribe it not knowing much about it as you know a, a trial and then suddenly find out that wow this actually worked for this patient i will try it on the next patient that i have that comes in with that say ms
1: and and then um the thing that interests me particularly because i'm getting older now i'm certainly interested in uh well, the A four M anti-aging medicine AMMG, they're picking up on it, um, age management medicine group, mm-hmm. be- because it gives you an opportunity to control inflammation, and inflammation is a prime uh, symptom or a prime mover of us aging not so well, mm-hmm. and to be able to moderate that is a huge huge thing so maybe we'll all be taking it to make our aging more successful
0: (laughs) and of course behind any chronic disease there is always inflammation isn't there Mm -hmm. and and by reducing that inflammation however you do it whether it's diet or supplements as well as the LDN but by reducing Mm -hmm. that inflammation people feel so much better anyway um it's quite a, a, a minefield, isn't it? With, as I say, different diets to help. Uh, LDN isn't a standalone treatment, is it? There are, you know, it's not the magic pill that you just take one one a day before you go to bed, and everything that you've got wrong with you is going to go. You've got to put some effort into it as well, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh yes, one practitioner. Um who is uh, having his practice be more Lyme-centered, he said, LDN doesn't work if you don't address the infections.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, that was his, his simple statement back to me. I really think that LDN is an example of how we need to look at everybody as an individual and personalize their treatment Uh, We're we're no longer in the age of one pill for everybody, and somehow there's a fountain of youth that if we discover the right compound, it's gonna fix everything. We have been brainwashed for decades now that if we give up our power to big pharmaceutical companies, they're gonna take care of us. And the real fact is we're so biochemically and physiologically individual, this is never gonna happen. We have to address things as they occur to us in our own individual environments and our own even mental attitudes Mm -hmm. all come together in what we do. And I, I think this is a powerful piece for people. But you have to do the rest of the work, too. You've got to make sure you've got good food and good water. And if you happen to uh, need supplementation in certain areas that you're not getting enough from your food, for instance, you take care of that. And magic happens. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I have quite a few people that contact me, and they'll say, I've just come to the end of the first month on LDN, and it's not worked for me. It's not doing anything. Should I stop? You know, it's not going to, if you've been really ill with, let's say, MS for 20 years, one month on LDN isn't going to make you feel that you can skip down the road, is it?
1: No. Actually, uh, Dana Keaton, again, she illustrated that for me with one of her patients. She said it was a gentleman with psoriasis. And she said, from what she's learned, uh, psoriasis may take some time. And she was a little leery at first that this patient actually would commit to maybe doing this for nine months uh, before giving up on it. But she said, so magic happened. Um Within the first few weeks, he he had some sort of irritable bowel situation that cleared up right away. And then, um, after a month or so, she she heard from him, and he was suffering from migraines chronically that hadn't been the big issue before either. So he is happily taking LDN, even though the psoriasis hasn't budged yet. So...
0: Well, I have noticed myself um, from members with psoriasis, some of them, it does take six months before they notice anything. It, it can stay the same. Of course, there are people that it works for a lot sooner. But if you persevere with it, you know, all the scabby, scaly, horrible red bits will go, and then the, the clear skin uh-huh. comes through underneath which is like wow when you see these before and after photographs they're really very impressive very impressive because it's an awful very condition. stunning it's
1: mm. yeah it's a very difficult condition to deal with
0: yes and of course it makes the people who have it very embarrassed doesn't it
1: uh yes yes can be dreadful
0: and then, of course, other than the autoimmune conditions, um, restless legs syndrome is a, an autoimmune condition. But it's Leonard Weinstock was telling me um, how many different syndromes and conditions that have restless legs syndrome as part of that condition. It was just like, wow, that was amazing. So that is helping. So many different people. And then you've got the pain conditions. Um, I interviewed a lady the other day, and I don't know how she got symptom relief, and I'm sure she was telling me the truth. Um, She'd got a loose coccyx, and Uh when she moved, it was rubbing, um, and it wore away the cartilage. So she was actually having bone on bone, and she was in so much pain, and there was nothing they could do for her. Um, She couldn't move, she couldn't sit because it was just so, so painful. And she was only on LDN for a very short period of time and the pain was there but a lesser extent. She could sit, she could sleep, she she could move, doing everything and the pain wasn't an issue. And I just found that, you know, so amazing. Such an amazing story.
1: That is amazing. And, and the blessing on top of that, when you take away that that pain which affects all your motility and your sleep and you go back to sleeping normally and uh, using your body normally, your, bo- your body has a chance to kick in and actually do the healing that nothing else would.
0: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? When you have... A chronic condition that causes pain you can't sleep properly and you don't sleep deeply do you which is the right the key to healing that that is
1: such a big big key and then we are dealing with such a big problem with overuse of opioids and actually i have to uh publicly thank um this is steve dixon the pharmacist in your book yes he has such a wonderful progression of the history of opioids in there. I actually was um, doing a presentation for a medical group and we were uh, trying to uh, illustrate conventional stuff versus um, alternatives and have speakers on both sides. So I took the conventional pain relief and went through the history of uh, opioid use, and <laughs> at this conference. Mm-hmm. So it was it was sort of a magical moment for me because I needed to do some research and put some stuff together, and your LDN book uh, just happened to be there, and I bought. It and there was a good part of my presentation was all laid out there for me. Oh, fun, fun. So, so it was mm. fabulous. But having said that, we are having such a big problem and LDN exists as a potential for helping people, steer people away from, from opioids. And, and I don't think it's the worst thing in the world as it seems as you go through that history. If we had stuck to using tincture of opium and nothing else, instead of these very strong uh, synthetics we wouldn't be in the par- having the problems we're having
0: mm-hmm. I've interviewed um, several pain specialists um, who are using LDN and they're people who, or they're doctors I should say, consultants that see patients that have been through many many doctors um, uh-huh. and the pain is still on a score of 10 being the worst, a 9 or a 10 most of the time and it just blows me away when they wean them off their opioids, get them on LDN and the difference it makes, something that is so small isn't toxic or harmful yet they see such fantastic results that always just as I say, blows me away the results that people are having the pain right
1: uh, not only are they not getting uh, like perfect pain relief from from using these opioid drugs but it's destroying their bodies bit mm. by bit by bit and that really the quality of life that they're experiencing is pretty pretty bleak with with no end in sight so when you're able to get away from, from that particular model and use something so innocuous that does help you sleep, that does does help you recover, and does help you become pain-free, it's quite, quite a uh, different scenario, and it's so promising for people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we've come to the end of the show, and it's been really, really interesting. We'll have to have you back again, Carol. Can you tell people how to contact you?
1: So I am working for Women's International Pharmacy. We have a website, womensinternational.com. And if you look in the educational part, you can find the two articles we've published on LDN in there, if you'd like to have a look. You can contact me personally, if you'd like, at carol at womensinternational.com. com. Well.
0: Wow. Once again, thank you for being our guest today.
1: Thank you so much, Linda. I really
0: enjoyed it. Thank you. This show is sponsored by Women's International Pharmacy, who specialises in personally prepared bioidentical hormone therapies. Their pharmacists share with you over 350 years of accumulated experiences. They serve practitioners and patients across all 50 states and have done so successfully for over 30 years. Call 800-279-5708 or email info at with hormone balance and low-dose naltrexone questions. Any questions or comments you may have please email me linda linda at ldnrt.org I look forward to hearing from you thank you for joining us today we really appreciated your company until next time stay safe and keep well